A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. The Intel Edge is what you get at GaryAshton.com, so don't sell without the Intel before you talk to the Ashton team. Superbook Sports, where you can go now and they will match your first bet up to $1,000, whether it wins or loses. Superbook Sports app in the Google Play or Apple App Store. Two Rivers Ford, always reliable, always operating with honesty and integrity for the last almost 40 years in Middle Tennessee. Trust the best in the business at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, uh, keeping an eye on Thursday Night Football, there's two games going on right now. Uh, I've got on in the office, I guess I could have put the other game on in, on my iPad in here, um, but I'm watch, I am was curious to watch the Amazon Prime broadcast because this is the first time that Kirk Herbstreet and Al Michaels have done a game together that has been, for lack of a better term, nationally streamed, if not nationally televised, the Houston Texans and the San Francisco 49ers uh, in the waning minutes of the second quarter right now, San Francisco looks like uh, they just had a turnover, an interception, as a matter of fact. And in this in this third preseason game, as far as Titans starters and players of note are concerned, you know, I thought it was pretty interesting because I, I came into today's radio show basically convinced that we would see no starters for the Tennessee Titans on Saturday night. And then I had uh, somebody for the team reach out to me in the middle of a thought while I was doing the radio show with the starting offense and defense for the Titans in preseason game three last year. Uh, Out of all of the guys who played, or at least all the guys who started, you had one, two, three, four, five, six, if you count Marcus Johnson, offensive starters that played in the preseason that started in the preseason on defense you had one two three four five six seven eight nine ten ten of the eleven guys who ended up uh who ended up being starters or in a starting role started the third preseason game like Jeff Simmons Danico Autry Elijah Molden Jackrabbit Jenkins Kevin Byard and a lot of other guys so it's not a given that you won't see any starters at all On Saturday night, Tom Brady, for example, in their final preseason game is going to play against the Colts, and we'll see how that goes. So where snaps are limited and veterans are looking for a bit of a tune-up with a couple of weeks to go before the regular season, who on offense for the Titans needs to have a standout performance Because given the fact that their reps will already be limited heading into this game? Let me know which Titans offensive bubble guy needs a huge game against the Cardinals to kind of tip the odds in their favor. We'll talk about it together. It's your Two Rivers Ford take, as is the custom, on a uh, Thursday night. Which Titans offensive bubble guy needs a big game against the Cardinals for them to be able to make it onto the team? We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about our friend's At Two Rivers Ford, they are the best place to buy a vehicle. They will go above and beyond to make sure that you can shop any different kind of way that you want, no matter how you like to shop. Two Rivers Ford is always going to make the buying process simple and easy for you. They will uh, either build for you your next Ford, just the way that I did. You can custom order your next Ford 
and Two Rivers will deliver it right to your door, or you can select any of their new or certified pre-owned inventory on the lot. And if you don't see the exact vehicle that you want, but you want their sales staff to keep an eye out for you, if a better fit would come in and come available for you, Two Rivers Ford can do that, and they'll give you a call when some vehicles that arrive may work for you. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So offensive bubble guys who need to show up and show out in this final preseason game. Uh, Chris Frazier says, Paul said that Woods will play. Uh, I must have missed that today. Uh, Kaharski reported that Robert Woods will play uh, in the in the final preseason game. I'm seeing if I can find that tweet right now. Um, it does not. I'm not seeing it on Twitter at the very least, but maybe it's from uh, a while ago. Uh, I have not. I'm I'm going back about four hours ago right now, and there's nothing that has popped to me. Um, so maybe, maybe did he say it on Outkick 360? Cause I'm not seeing it on Twitter. And that seems like information that would likely end up being on Twitter, but either way, whoever plays, um, you know, who needs the, who needs the snaps at this point? Uh, last Saturday. Oh, last set. Paul said Woods would play last Saturday. Oh, I don't remember that either. Um, either way. Uh, he's, you know, we know that Robert Woods is going to be on the team. Uh, Des Fitzpatrick needs to have a big week according to Demetrius, but McMath hasn't had a good week according to PK. I would agree with that assessment. Um, you've got, uh, you've got, uh, guys like, uh, Julius Chestnut who are going to need to find ways to continue to impress or to improve to show that they have a roster spot. It's unlikely that he's going to make it, but it is interesting to see because I do think they like him. You've got a dude like Logan Woodside who probably needs a strong performance, um, but I think is likely going to be on the roster to start the year anyway, just as they kind of get Malik Willis further and further up to speed. But on offense, there is no question that Des Fitzpatrick is the guy who's most on the fence right now. And I think that's something that Des... Uh, as well as everybody else around Des is cognizant of. Just trying to steal Devon a role on this team and wherever I can help, help. Yeah. Thank there you, you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were asking uh, Braves and uh, both Tannehill are both saying some good things about you, just how you have progressed and everything. What have you done to kind of take strides to do that? Do you think? Yeah, definitely just locking in more. Uh, you know, it's completely different than last year. You know, I just have a year underneath my belt, uh, staying on top of the details, knowing what really the team keys are and how – you know, really us Titans should play. Sure. What type of chemistry do you think you've been building with Ryan out there? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it just starts in the meeting room, him knowing that I know my assignments to the T, him knowing that, you know, when I go out there, I'm supposed to be at the right spot and on the right depth and, you know, make the play when the ball's in the air. So, you know, I'm still working on it, but, you know, everything's not going to be perfect. So, you know. <laughs> You know, he's right that everything is not going to be perfect, but certainly Des Fitzpatrick is somebody that is going to need to make great strides to be able to keep his spot. Um, you know, it would be, I, I think he's out uh, at this point. I That doesn't rule him off the practice squad and all these different things, but it is it is been notable that even as Racy has struggled, I think that you would still consider Racy McMath to be ahead of Des Fitzpatrick at this time. 
Uh, Robert Stafford on YouTube says he'd love to see the whole offensive line play well. Uh, well, you'll it'd be curious. I I don't think that Lawan is going to play again. Like I was surprised to see him in one preseason game, but he did play in the third preseason game last year. So we'll see um, if that ends up being the case. Aaron Brewer has played in both of these at different positions so far. Uh, we got to get Jamarco, Aaron Brewer, and NPF snaps. We're going to have to rely on these guys. Jamarco, uh, I haven't seen Jamarco Jones in, I think, like two weeks. Uh, now, I admittedly, I wasn't out on the practice field today because I uh, because we we did our last training camp show yesterday, and today was the last day of training camp practices. Uh, Totally, but I haven't seen Jamarco Jones out there. Um, he did not play, and he did not dress in the last preseason game. So, you know, I would I would look at that guy and think of him potentially as a cut candidate if they can't get more out of him at this point. Uh, Michael Wagner says Robertson definitely out. Yeah, I would Re Reggie Robertson, the undrafted rookie free agent um, out of SMU. I would say that at this point, it's not. Um, it was un it's unlikely that he gets. Now listen, I they may keep they may keep more wide receivers than I'm giving them credit for. I'm operating under the assumption that they're probably going to keep about 5 on the active and then and then uh, have some guys on the practice squad who they think they can give them snaps and hope that they don't get scooped off by another team like Atlanta for example that knows their system and knows their personnel. But I think that for Dez, um that is a situation where he he makes a lot of sense as a cut candidate and a practice squad player even as he is a former fourth-round draft pick. Uh, I'm hearing that they keep seven wide receivers to Sin City Titan. I, you know, I I don't, I nobody knows, right? I don't think anybody has the answer to that question. And again, injuries could affect that leading up to next week. So uh, the it could be, you know, different math today than it would be next Tuesday when they have to go down to 53 for the final cut. And then it could continue to evolve throughout the course of the season. But I think that... Uh, I think that on the whole, um, seven would be unlikely if they keep three quarterbacks, right? Wide receiver would probably be one of the positions that took uh, a hit, for lack of a better term, just because by nature of them having to keep three quarterbacks if they decide to do so. And I think that's possible. Let's talk about defensive players uh, in the same kind of position at this point. On Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, which defensive bubble player? needs to have a big performance against the cards to be able to latch on. Uh, let's talk about it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch from the Superbook Sports Studio. And while you guys give me a defensive player who you think needs to uh, continue to perform or perform better than uh, they have here recently, I will tell you about the people who are always the best when it comes to the Intel Edge. That's the Gary Ashton team. The Intel Edge helps you sell your home without showings or staging. It helps you find your next home while the Nashville real estate market is still red hot, and it helps you win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity now. GaryAshton.com is where you go for this Intel Edge that'll help you sell your home for more or make it easier, infinitely easier, for you to find your dream address without the stress. Trust the team that your favorite teams trust, the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and a to Z Sports Prime Time is GaryAshton.com. So, looking at defensive players and kind of where the numbers are at this point, um, you have defensive backs uh, that are clearly in flux 
particularly the safeties. They added another DB. What was it? Yesterday they traded for Ugo Amadi, the uh, former Seahawks, and for like nine days, Eagles defensive back who primarily played in the slot. Uh, Elijah Molden did not practice again for the second straight day, and I think that that is a uh, that's something that you have to keep an eye on uh, as to why they're starting to shuffle these guys. Safety depth is not something that they seem to have been satisfied with so far. Uh, they've made trades. They've acquired guys off waivers um, who were unexpected cuts by other teams. They've uh, gone to the veteran market to kind of, you know, with guys like Adrian Colbert to see if they can get better snaps. Theo Jackson doesn't seem to be latching on the way that, you know, I think a lot of people hoped that he might, given that he's not just a local uh, kid, but also played at the University of Tennessee. And obviously you're going to be attached to guys like that. Um, Dago says somebody like Naquan uh, Jones or Laurel Murchison, let's see who makes it. I would favor Naquan in that particular position. Um, uh, Chris Jackson for Billy Jones. He thinks that the, what is Chris Jackson going into his third year? Is that right? Third year for Chris Jackson? Um, yeah, I think that would that would have been 2020 class. So yeah, Chris Jackson, who has recently returned from injury, but uh, did not have a good performance in the last preseason game we saw him play in, which was Baltimore. Chris Jackson is probably one of these guys who you have to keep an, an eye on. But the thing that I think is most notable, and they're you know one of these guys is going to make the team, whether it's Joe Jones, uh, Jack, is it Jack Gibson? Or Gibbons, Jack Gibbons. I keep I'm, apologies to uh, Jack Gibbons. I continue to uh, botch his name. But inside linebacker depth is not there right now. Beyond uh, Zach Cunningham and David Long, who are healthy, Monty Rice was moved over to the reserve PUP, which means he'll miss at least the first four games of the season. Dylan Cole has dealt with injuries. So you got to cut a bunch of dudes back there who don't have a lot of experience and some guys that you know, have been on the team or around the team for a while, but you don't necessarily look at as solutions or competent depth inside. But uh, the guy that called Dr. Gibby has been somebody who has been curious for us between him and uh, Chance Campbell, the sixth round draft pick out of Ole Miss from this year. One of those dudes is going to make it because they just don't have bodies at that position right now. Uh, I just... Titans have called and offered me a chance, and that's all I was looking for. I felt like this is a, a place that I uh, was kind of had circled as one of the top places that I'd like to play at just because of the style of football they play. They run the football. They play tough defense, and that's kind of the personality of a team that I really like and just have a lot of respect for this organization. So I was happy to happy when they gave me a chance, just took it. And I guess it, I, heard, I heard Mike ask you about it. Just playing for a coach like Vrabel, the guy's got a background as a linebacker. How much do you think that helps you? And did you, did you know much about his career before you got here? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, he's a legend at playing linebacker and uh, won a lot of Super Bowls and stuff with the, some being a part of some awesome defenses. So it's super cool to have that perspective. Somebody who's done it at the highest level. I mean, uh, it's kind of invaluable experience. So definitely try to be a sponge anytime you can be around him and all of our coaches. There's, they got a lot of a lot of information, and so just trying to soak up as much as that I can and uh, keep learning about the game. And then I guess a couple days into being here for OTAs and stuff, I was kind of answering some questions right and stuff, and so I, I don't know, he thought maybe I was a doctor, I don't, and he started calling me Dr. Gibby, and I guess he said it the other day in the media that I I didn't really get it. I was like, Coach, you know, I wasn't pre-med. I thought that maybe he thought I was studying to be a doctor, and he was like, it's just a joke. Like. <laughs> Uh, I guess that one went over my head, but I mean, it, I guess it's good to have a nickname and it's a, I feel like it's a positive one, so I'll take it. 
So that is Jack Gibbons, Dr. Gibby, as he is known around campus. Um, that is somebody who I think is probably going to make the roster, either he or Chance Campbell at this point. They just played a lot of snaps right now out of necessity. They don't have uh, they don't have inside linebacker depth. Uh, Andrew Riddell says, bring in playoff Willie to fill the void. In fact, uh, ironically enough, I'm wearing my sellout Willie shirt uh, on under the uh, no free ads for Bussin. But I t- they asked me what shirt I would like of all the different bus and merch that they have. And I said, yeah, give me the one where it calls him a sellout. I like that one. Um, now playoff Willie, I think has been, uh, I think has been tweeted at about his status, given the Titans needs at inside linebacker right now. And he said that he is, uh, making too much money in the podcast game at this point, um, <laughs> to, uh, to bother with anything like this until December. And, you know, the, uh, natural reaction of course is, well, you know, we'll see what he looks like in December and if it's any different than what he looks like on Thursday, August the 25th. But regardless, uh, you know, if Will came back here, it would be exhausting for me. So I'm not, I'm actively rooting against that happening at this point. Uh, weekend bounce back. Let's talk about who needs to bounce back in sports, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Real easy. Um, let us know who you think needs to have a bounce back performance. I saw Jordan Love through a horrific interception, maybe an early bounce back for him in the Packers preseason game. I think they have the Chiefs. Right now, I've got the Texans and Niners on my screen here in the office. Who needs to bounce back in sports uh, at this point? Certainly, um, there's some interesting, well, actually, there's some horrific reporting coming out of the Los Angeles Times about the Bills punter and a couple of other uh, of his former college teammates um, that I have not had the opportunity to dive into in complete detail yet, but what I have seen has been horrendous. I'm going to read the article, as a matter of fact, after we wrap up the primetime show, because I'm sure I'm going to watch it on, uh, I'm sure I'm going to watch it on, uh, or I'm sure I'm going to talk about it on radio tomorrow. Uh, Michael Jones wants to know how am I watching the Texans game? Uh, because I've got Amazon prime and, um, the TV in my office is a smart TV. So I just turned on the prime app and there it was. Uh, but this is, you know, it's interesting. It's the first time I've watched the prime. Uh, well, I guess this is the first prime NFL broadcast that has been made public for people to consume. And it, you know, it's Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet and it, you know, it sounds like Sunday night football because Al's out there doing it and he's the best, even though I think he's, I think he's in his eighties at this point, he's still up there crushing it. So who needs to bounce back in sports? Let's talk about it. Could be Traylon Burks who hasn't practiced the last couple of days, missed some time due to injury. Let's talk about it. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. While you guys do that, I'll tell you about Superbook Sports. They will help you bounce back. They'll help you get in on the action with lines on every NFL game this season. Superbook has it all. You can wager on football and every other major sport in the Superbook Sports app. They have incredible odds boosts like the Titans to win the AFC South plus 250. How about that for value? You can make your first bet, and they'll match it up to $1,000 whether the bet wins or loses. So many incredible offers and opportunities for you to cash in. In the Superbook Sports app, go to superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, who needs to bounce back most in sports this week? Sin City Titans says Dylan Radens. Yeah, you know, I was so Cosell and I were talking about this yesterday. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I do a podcast every Wednesday with Greg Cosell of NFL Films. And what Greg told me about what he felt 
on Dylan Raidens kind of affirmed my position that there was some good run blocking snaps from Dylan Raidens, but that his pass bro, uh, he can't he can't hold up in pass protection right now. There's too much variance. He doesn't have the proper control and stability necessary to hold up. Basically, balance um, is something that is a a criticism of the former second round pick right now. So, you know, I think I think his I think his opportunities to claim a starting job before the start of the season are over. Um, I think they were over after last Saturday's game. I think that for uh, for Nick Petit Frere. You know, I don't think he's terribly ready either, but I also think that he's got um, much more potential to give them less problems in in the early going. Uh, how about the fight with the Rams and the Bengals? Aaron Donald needs to bounce back. He's out here. He's dual wielding Bengals helmets and swinging them at people. It's it's honestly it's honestly really bad. The clip that came out of the uh, the joint training camp practices that they had today between the uh, the two Super Bowl contestants. Last year uh, was scary to see, and certainly, um, you know, the team is going to do – the team handles that. There's no league discipline as far as that's concerned, but, like, action needs to be taken against Aaron Donald for weaponizing two helmets, not just one, and swinging them at Bengals, uh, I assume, offensive players. But as far as bounce backs are concerned, uh, it would seem that Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Bills, Wants the smoke. He is tired of Mike Vrabel and Dan Campbell being the only NFL head coaches who are talked about as could kick everybody else's ass. And on pardon my take, uh, the Bills coach, Sean McDermott, decided he wanted in on the action. We um, we were talking about you last week. We did a, a big debate on which coaches we think could kick everybody else's ass in the NFL. So you were drafted number three overall. It went Dan Campbell, Vrabel, then you. We still have people in this room right now who think that you should have gone number one because of your experience as a collegiate wrestler. You know, wrestlers are built different. You guys are a little bit crazy. You're not afraid of contact. So have to ask you, do you think that you could kick Dan Campbell's ass? Uh, yes. And Vrabel also. Add, throw Vrabel in there at the same time. <laughs> okay. I like that. I mean, I, it's good. I, I like the confidence. There is a like a, a just a good policy in life is don't mess with anyone who wrestled at any level, um, because you guys are just all psychos. Listen, in the wrestling community, we don't look at ourselves as psychos or crazy guys, uh, but outside outsiders definitely look at wrestlers and think that they kind of march to the beat of their own drum, and maybe that's true, you know, because that mindset is like, hey, walking down the street. You feel like you can kick anyone's anyone's tail, yeah. Yeah, I could see it in your eyes, actually. Like, I, I when you when you just said walking down the street, you were looking off in the distance. Like you were visualizing, yeah, p- like pinning some <laughs> random person who started stuff. So that's the Bills coach Sean McDermott saying not only could he kick uh, Dan Campbell's ass, not only could could he kick Mike Vrabel's ass, but he could kick both their asses at the same time. Uh, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't jack with wrestlers. Wrestlers are nuts. Wrestlers, um, not only are they crazy, not only do they understand leverage in ways that I could not possibly hope to understand physical leverage, not you know like emotional or or, or you know metaphorical leverage, uh, but actual physical leverage, and also they carry disease like ringworm and whatever is emanating from their pussed out or puffed out 
ears, the cauliflower ear. I don't think it's contagious, but it looks like something that you might you you might not want to catch. And I feel like wrestlers wrestlers always had some kind of like ringworm off those disgusting ass mats that they had. Like just just general uh, lack of cleanliness from wrestlers that means you don't want to mess with them. Uh, but I think that uh, I think that Sean McDermott may be slightly over his skis because both Vrabel and Campbell are considerably bigger than Sean McDermott. Size doesn't always matter, but when the other two can basically pick you up and throw you, um, you know, your your wrestling skills may not necessarily be applicable in that uh, moment. Noctropolis says everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. That's right. But, you know, maybe he would surprise, as uh, wrestlers tend to do. It's going to do it for us tonight on the Primetime Show. Uh, really appreciate you guys hanging out all week with us. We will be back Sunday night. Well, actually, are we back Sunday night? When's Labor Day weekend, Reed? Next weekend? Not next weekend, the following weekend. Anyway, we're off Labor Day weekend Sunday. Um, but I don't think that's next weekend. So I assume we'll be back on Sunday night. We'll keep you updated uh, as I have forgotten to check my schedule here lately. Uh, no more Titans training camp practices. They'll still have some work that we'll be able to talk about. But for the most part, training camp is in the books and we are off and rolling for another preseason game on Saturday. Uh, for those of you who are going to the game, I hope to see you. Uh, I always enjoy catching up with people at these things. We are going to be out there doing the Lee Company countdown to kickoff from 3 to 5 p.m. outside the stadium on that, uh, right by the pro shop on that stage. Myself, Blaine Bishop, and Mickey Ryan will be talking about the preseason game for a couple of hours before we head in. Uh, and the radio show tomorrow, Coach Mack, Coach Dave McGinnis at 1020. We're going to talk about the uh, what we're looking for from these players. A lot of these players who are going to get meaningful snaps in the final preseason game. Uh, if you are in the mood to check out podcasts, do that. We have Malik Willis uh, from this week. We have uh, Diana Rossini. We have Josh Pate since it's week zero in college football to get you guys excited. Uh, and so many different great guests on the radio show. So go check that out. A new 615 sessions will be in your feed tomorrow at some point as well. And uh, yeah, that's all we got going. So I'll talk to you guys tomorrow at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone and Sunday night on A to Z Sports Primetime.